All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV. Jared in the house, the good-looking producer. How are you, sir? Doing good. What's Glad new? I'm back. Where you been? What are you doing? Uh, I was in Florida <laughs> for a little bit, then just uh, tying up some loose ends, and now I'm back. Where were you in Florida? Orlando for business. Nice. What'd you do there? So it was a business conference for my company, and then we went to Disney World one day, and then UFC, UCF mm. game, football game, and then we shot some guns. Nice. Yeah. Did you go out drinking? Did you have a good time doing that? No, I did not. I was with my boss and my other boss. Wow. Look at you hanging out with the bosses, dude. Look at you rolling in. Remember, don't forget your focus. Remember you said that you want to be your own entrepreneur thing, yes. right? You don't want to be working for the man. Absolutely. <clears throat> you might get sucked in. <clears throat> no, I'm still, I'm still focused. All right, good. Locked in. Well, joining us tonight is our good friends, two of the family members of the Monty and the Family family. We've got Phil. Phil, as always, how are you, sir? Top of the evening, sir. Good to be here. Always good to see you. Phil, can you share with everybody uh, your radio station that you work out of so people can catch you on sure. terrestrial radio? Yeah, yeah. Um, if they are near a radio or near a computer, uh, more likely a computer unless they're up here in central north uh, Massachusetts, 105.3 FM. Uh, you can stream it if you just Google uh, 105.3 FM Listen Live and it'll direct you to it. Uh, the Friday Fitness feature with Phil is going to be tomorrow, roughly around 8.30 to 9. And um, very soon I'll be doing the whole Friday morning show as well. So you can check it out, listen to the archives. Anyone interested in fitness or anything else, just uh, tune in. Check it out. Is the show completely about fitness? It is, but you know, just like with this show and... Uh, we will stray into other topics. Uh, we try to keep it fun, try to keep it funny, informative, and, uh, you know, open to comments, suggestions. And, uh, yeah, it goes in different directions. So, you know, check it out. Now, Phil, you're in great shape. When, like, how did you start becoming a bodybuilder or working out with weights and all that? It's funny. You mentioned one of the greatest WWF champions who was uh, looked over recently, uh, Bob Backlund. So he really started the fitness thing, and he got me inspired. Uh, I had one of those little exercise wheels. Do you remember he used to do the Harvard step test and yes. then that little roller wheel? So he got me doing that, and it just, I think, progressed from there. But I can definitely uh, credit um, pro wrestling for uh, launching that, too, you know? What was it? What was it? Was it that here you are, some kid watching TV, and then you see these bigger than life guys, and you're like, "Man, I want to be like that." Yeah, there's yeah, because you're exactly right. They're larger than life, and you know, even when I was 11, 12 years old, I kind of I pretty much put in my mind I know how tall I'm going to be and how much I want to weigh, and sure enough, you know, I, I hit those marks just. Uh, and it's and just like with with working out with fitness and having goals, it's keeping it in mind. You know, just have that image in your mind and work towards it. Keep that image there, and then eventually reality kind of conforms to your thoughts, intentions, to you know that sort of thing. So, yeah, when I when I was a kid, I was very skinny. In fact, so skinny that I didn't want to wear T-shirts. I wore those. Remember those wristbands, athletic wristbands, like yeah. baseball players wear. Right. They were fashionable to wear once upon a time, and. I used to wear them basically up my forearms to kind of, because the arms were like spaghetti. So, you know, <laughs> that was an incentive too. So now in the winter, I'm running around in shorts and T-shirt all the time. I'm no longer covering up. But, um, yeah, I could definitely credit Bob Backlund. Tony Atlas, certainly, who's going to be on this weekend. Yeah. Major force, major inspiration, um, and still is to this day. He looks incredible, unbelievable. Well, I want yeah. I want to bring in Dan and Benny's uh, co-host Benny Scala to join this conversation. Welcome, Benny. Yes. How are you? Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, pleasure to have you. And if anyone is wondering, with her conspicuous absence, my co-host Miss Daniela Petro, she had an issue at home, and she called me last minute, and she goes, "Would you be upset with me if I just didn't do the show tonight?" And deep inside, I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm going to be pissed off," but. 
I'm going to give you a pass, right? Yeah. Considering that she's uh, so dedicated to the show, she's flying in tomorrow to be here in cool. New York for the big event, which you'll be at, Phil, and you'll yeah. be in studio on Saturday doing one of the interviews. And, uh, you know, she's all in with the show, and I got to give her a ton of credit. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now she's turned out, she, what a, what a blessing really she's become, you know, um, you know, she really, she brings something different, I think, to the show, uh, a female perspective, granted a casual fan, but still an intimate fan, you could say in a way, given her previous association with the business and, um, uh, you know, having some of that insight too, I think is great. And again, she brings something special. There's a vulnerability there. There's an honesty there with 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 Daniela. I want to call her Danny, just like my old friend Dan. There seem to be a lot of Dans in this business, you know. And it's a it's a wonderful name too. But yeah, she brings something special. She makes us laugh. I think she has a great ability to connect to guests. Certainly to all our uh, family who are. Um, you know, writing us each week and chatting mm -hmm. with us, all our chatters. So I think she's uh, left a great impression with them. And, uh, yeah, she's endeared herself already in just a, in, a, in a few weeks. So well, the, happy to the, have her on board the, for sure. The credit Absolutely. I want to give her to, right, is, you know, everybody knows what a talent Jimmy is, or right? Uh, oh, I was, was going to say was, but, I mean, he still is. Us, so he and is. will be, um, yeah. And for her to come into that role and to get accepted by the M&P family and, and then the Outlookers, at first, you know, it, it, it did not take long, which... Um, didn't surprise me, but I think may have surprised other people. Um, Benny, we were talking about love of wrestling and then how it changed your life. Uh, you also work out. Was that due to pro wrestling? Um, well, not really. I, I mean, I kind of like Phil grew up very, very thin. Um, I played baseball. I mean, I... In fact, I did a baseball podcast today and was rating uh, the ten my ten favorite uh, uh, baseball movies of all time, and one of them I think was number three was The Sandlot, and um, that was my life. I mean, from the beginning of the you know eight o'clock in the morning, I'd not knock on my neighbor's door. I had my bat, my ball, and my glove. Went to the park, played till about noon, one o'clock. Went home for lunch, and then you played till uh, you know till it was too dark to play anymore. And I couldn't gain a pound if I tried, no matter what I ate. Um, you know, then one day in my early thirties, I woke up and it's like, holy crap, I have a gut. And, you know, I mean, I hadn't changed my eating habits, my, my metabolism slowed down. And I just, um, I got into, I would join a gym, which I had never done before. I've never really needed to, but, uh, when I, I joined the gym, they actually assigned, and this is in, uh, 1988, they assigned personal trainers to you and. Yeah, he took me through the machines, and I, I was looking over at the free weights. And I said, what are those guys doing? I want to do that. He goes, you sure you want to? I said, yeah, I want to do that. And he goes, you might be sorry. And he wasn't shitting me because, um, you know, I, I remember the first time that I did a squat, and I literally had 25 pounds on each end, which is, you know, a total of 95 pounds. And I literally woke up in the middle of the night with tears in my eyes. That's how bad it hurt. But, I, you know, I started I started losing weight. I started seeing the muscle, and it's very addictive. You know, when you start seeing those gains, man, you're hooked. And I just kept going and going. I mean, bottom line, I got I got to where I squatted 500 pounds. Wow, uh, where you know, which you're is mad, man. You know, that's and, awesome. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I'm 68. I, I I guarantee you, I'm in better shape than probably 99 percent of the guys my age, and maybe even you know 60, 70 percent of the guys half my age. It's it's you know it's a choice. I chose when I was thirty three to uh, to work, start doing that that bodybuilding lifestyle and to go along with it. Uh, you know I, I started eating smart. You know do I occasionally you know cheat? Yeah, I mean who doesn't? But I mean ninety five percent of the time I eat sensibly. I don't do any drugs. I mean I like my wine once in a while. But yeah, I mean I I I've invested in that lifestyle and now it's paying dividends. Can I ask either one of you, and you know, you don't have to answer, but did any one of you get any assistance via the gas or anything else? No, never. No, I never. No, I, and it's funny because I saw one of the guys 
in the locker room who obviously was was juicing, and he he asked me if I wanted any. I said no. I mean, I mean, I was at the time thirty three, married. I had two young kids. I was uh, an assistant vice president at City Corp. It's like I knew what my job. My job was to provide for my family. I mean, did I want to look great? Hell yeah, but. Um, I wasn't going to jeopardize any. I, I mean, the whole idea of me getting into that lifestyle to begin with was to improve my health. So why, why would I take any? Why would I risk my health when I was trying to improve it? So no, I, I mean the, the 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 they were out there. I mean, and it was pretty ri- uh, readily available. Here, here's, um, like, here's the one thing I don't understand though, because like watching professional wrestling, I'm I'm very surprised when I see fans that love wrestling, older fans. What I mean is, you know, late 20s, 30s, and beyond. But they look like they never picked up a weight. And I would think to myself, like, if you're a wrestling fan, like, to me, too, same thing. Growing up, you saw Morocco. I was like, dude, I want to yeah. speak like them. I want to look yeah. like them. I'm going to do everything I can to be them, you know? Absolutely. Are, Absolutely. Are you He's guys a- in the same shock that when you see a wrestling fan and they just look like some skinny, whatever? Does that like does it does it not match? Yeah, there is I a definitely. No. A- oh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, no, I was, I was just going to say quickly, there seems to be a disconnect there. Yeah, it's like, why are you watching? Why, I, I guess the question is, how are you not inspired by these guys and the looks? Why would you not want to aspire to be like this? You know, you talk about incentive and inspiration and just the potential that lies within us all. I think most of us operate at 40% of, of physical capacity. I think we could do so much more, you know? I think many people are just afraid to tap into that into that strength, and, and we all have it. It's just a matter of tapping into it. So, Phil, how, how um, old are you right now? Me? Yeah. Well, Monty, I've done a little acting in my, in my life, and wow. my casting director has told me to always state a range between 40 and 50 are the roles that I would that, accept. That, well, so. that's fair. That is on fair. the north end. On the north end of that, anyway. But, so, yeah. I guess my question: We know Benny's age already. Um, yeah, he's my great. Age. I've told mm-hmm. you guys my age. Yeah. Um, I'm only like four or five years younger than you, Mike. Okay, that, so uh, as yeah. you're getting to that, like you're just talking about the capabilities. So, if I could share anything, and I want to do a roll call for the family out there that's joining us today, but. Um, you know, back in my heyday, dude, I bench pressed 546 pounds, right? Holy moly. I was that Damn. strong. But I literally now, at my age at 56, if I could do 200 pounds, I, I won't do it. And you were talking about the power of the body. I'm at 56, don't have the strength or the energy. So I'm asking you, like, is, do you, is it because of your diet or what's that about? And joining us is ESO Bruce. How are you, Bruce? Bruce. What's going on, guys? How's everything? Good. I think, you know, and again, being a natty, as J.A. loves, we we use that term natty, you know, um, J.A. who who chats with us each week, and Benny, too, being natural. I think the act of just lifting heavy weights without any extra um, ergogenic aids, we'll call them, uh, helps bolster the testosterone and keeps the testosterone at higher levels for much longer, okay? Now, I didn't turn the tables to you, Mike, and ask you the question about visiting the gas stations, and I won't even ask you that no, you directly. No, you can ask, and I'll, I'll answer. I'll be fair. I was in the military in Germany. Yep. I was a and big We thank you for your service, too, Veterans thank Day. You. Um, I started hanging. This is my first two years. I started hanging out with, if anyone knows about the German Polizei, they're massive, massive men. And Mm -hmm. in Europe at that point, this is before steroids were illegal, you could walk into any pharmacy, uh, not a pharmacy actually, any store, and pick up horse steroids, right? It was that simple. And these dudes were hitting this like crazy. Um, I decided I wanted to keep up. I was in the military. So I definitely enhanced myself for about a year um, until one of the Polizei guys, and I'm not saying it's because of it, but ended up getting a tumor on the side of his, just grew out of nowhere, out of his side. And I'm like, yeah, this, this isn't for me. So then I 
Did I partake? Absolutely. Did I partake yeah. for a long time? No. No. So I would say athletically, I was always a strong athlete, but I did enhance. And at 56 now, I am on testosterone therapy, which my testosterone was under 100 a year ago. It just dropped. Uh, the therapies got me up to 500. And, you know, wow. obviously with my heart surgeries and everything else, I got to yeah. be careful. Um, sure. But, yeah. Um, for me, at my age, it's almost like a life-saving drug. It, it it just like the minute I the first time I injected myself, I felt like I was nineteen again. Not strong nineteen, just mentally nineteen. Yeah. Listen, I want to do a quick roll call. We got Lucky Dog in a house. The first lady in a house. We love you, Miss Maria Davis. One of the most we beautiful love Maria. women I've ever laid my eyes Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Jay Will, Jason, how are you? R.J. Hudson, love you, brother. Uh, going down, going ESO. We know you're here, Beth Harper. Good to see you. I know Beth you're a big Harper's fan of the one player. Davio, what's up, baby? Good to see you. Davio. Uh, Jason Kessler, what's up, bud? Um, oh look, look, he says George Lynch, the guitar player for Dokken, who took steroids in the life. Steroids took a bigger toll on him than drugs and booze. Could be, if you abuse them enough, right? Uh, Roy yeah. Batiste, how are you? I'm 53 and I'm out of shape. Well, Roy joined the club, so am I. Um, <laughs> here's my question to you guys. You guys go to the gym. As I get older, I become very uh, judgmental in a lot of different ways. I don't know what's happened to me. I was at the okay. gym. I was on the elliptical the other day. And across from me is this young woman. She's wearing shorts, a shirt, no big deal. But my eyes are wandering, not in the way you're thinking, right? It's just that I'm just become more scanning. key and scanning and like entertaining myself, just looking around, Browse, right? Browsing. Browsing, but, but not browsing, browsing that way. Right. Unfortunately for this young lady, I had never seen so much hair on a woman's legs before in my life. Ooh. And I could <laughs> not focus so could I ask wow. all three of you, am I shallow? Not at all. If you're, no, if you're shallow, all. so am I. That, yeah, I mean. Listen, we've, we've grown accustomed to something, and we found it very, very attractive as men. And, no, I'm sorry, I, I don't find hairy legs any, any bit attractive. No, you're not well, why, shallow. Why would you go to the gym? I mean, you go to the gym to improve your appearance. So why would you put all that time in the gym and then omit something like that, which is just basic? But I think in today's society, people are whatever. You know, you're a man, you're a woman, you're a beast. Maybe people think hair is okay. And in, nothing, I'm in against Vermont, it. They do. Each their own. What's that, Phil? I said in Vermont they do. You've never been to Vermont. Otherwise, you wouldn't be freaked out by that. Really? Yeah, yeah, expand our knowledge, please. Or, or France. <laughs> it's not only Sasquatch roaming the forests up there. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's part of some of the culture. You know, it's just these <laughs> oh, nice. something similar to that, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Are you? Are the three of you not a fan of the hair? What, what did Maven? What does Maven fan. say? Retro Bush is out. Retro Bush is out. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Listen, in my day and age, I didn't grow up in the the '70s and the '80s. So in my day and age, it's all it's always been trimmed and nice and you know hairless or you know the, the nice runway, something that's somewhat acceptable. Well, Ma Maven's going to sue you for uh, plagiarizing his his gig there. We've got four <laughs> men here. Well do you, do you think strip. do you think women in general find hair nasty? Yes, I think. Yeah, I, I, I had an yeah. ex girlfriend that was a, that was a uh, a hairstylist, and yeah, she said, you know, hair hair retains all the smells, and you know, it, so absolutely, you know, a lot of the women. I, well, it, I guess it depends on the woman too. Or what identifies as that woman. So, but uh, that's a whole other circumstance. <laughs> I wonder how Dutch Mantel's wife feels right now. <laughs> I wonder if she gets her fingers <laughs> caught in that back hair and gets stuck. Oh, oh. 
Come on, that's just too much. Guys, invasive lizards the size of dogs roaming South Carolina. Here's where and whenever they're dangerous. Imagine this. You're out walking around somewhere in South Carolina woods and you see a lizard the size of a dog. Uh Uh-oh. Nope. You might mutter as you back away from the oversized creature with distinctive black and white pattern as someone used to dress it up. Chances are it was once somebody's pet. The Argentina black and white tegu, I guess I pronounced that right, once a darling of the pet trade is now banned in South Carolina as it's in Georgia and Florida, where it was first seen in the wild the United States a decade ago. Crazy about the lizards? What are you thinking? Listen, I, I've got actually a lot of firsthand knowledge on this. My family grew up in the, the pet industry as I was a kid. My family owned some of the larger uh, pet stores in the area. I've sold hundreds of these guys, and uh, they do get they do get pretty big. And honestly, if you're not that right person, you really shouldn't have an animal like this. Um, I look back in time, and I mean, I, I sold everything from rock pythons and Oh, uh, anacondas, uh, so many poisonous things that I look back on. I'm like, wow, you know, you wonder what, what ended up happening to them. But uh, this is a real, real issue. You've seen what's happened with the Everglades, with all the pythons that have been unleashed. We're, we're, what ends up happening is you end up changing the ecosystem. This is a major, major issue. Yeah, you know. What is, you're, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say what's, during what's COVID. What's the intrigue with a with a five pound or a five foot long lizard? I mean, what what value? I mean, I have this cute little pooch here named Bree, my little fifteen pound Jack Russell, and she's Brady. absolutely adorable. She follows me everywhere. You know, she she is always glad to see me. I mean, is a lizard glad to see you when you get home? Is a lizard wagging its lizard tail? I work for no, uh, Pasco no, County but. government down here, and and. Um, you know the 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 shelter the the shelter in Landa Lakes was full of pit bulls because you know everybody oh I want to get a pit bull and then after they got the pit bull they decided well I don't want a pit bull so what do they do they dropped it off the shelter now the shelter is full with you know, pit bulls and that's what's happening people are responsible pet owners and it sounds like the same thing there that they're you know they're getting these you know iguanas or whatever the hell they are and they're, they're cute when they're you know six inches long but when they're four feet long. And they start eating your chopped meat out of the fridge. Well, now you gotta now you gotta get rid of it, right? What I would say is it comes down to real pet ownership. I know people who have things that you wouldn't believe, and they're cared for properly, and there's no issue. However, it's that irresponsible person, irresponsible person that gets into the pet industry. Oh, they see this this animal. They want it. They want it. Then they don't properly take care of it, or they don't have the money to properly take care of it. And then you see what it what ends up happening. Um, I don't want to see people more and more censored on what they can have because a lot of people they like a little you know a fish tank or a lizard tank or something like that some people can't have a cat or a dog or other things and this is how they they get that pet experience you'd be amazed i actually used to have to send my dog trainers to a seminar about training better fish how to swim through a hoop so even the most simple animal can be taught some tricks and you know can interact with a human being so that that's kind of where it comes from so i don't want to take the pet ownership away from the person, but I want to uh, emphasize responsible pet ownership. But you seem you Can disagree you with Benny's comments. Here, uh, Bruce, to train the people that go through 7-Eleven? You, 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 you seem to disagree with, with uh, Benny's comments. So are you telling me that the lizards are happy when you come home? Not, not all, well. Go and look up a, a bearded dragon. A bearded dragon is a very, very common household pet, and yeah, honestly, it doesn't seem to enjoy human companionship. It's actually been the second animal ever to be proven to have some type of REM sleep behind a human being. Hmm. So, hmm. neat. All right, guys. On Saturday, we've got. Tony Atlas at the big event at our table and uh, Sunny Beach from uh, awesome. former yeah. WWE wrestler UWF under uh, what's that guy's name? Someone help me. Um, Herb, Herb Abrams. Herb Abrams, thank you. Um, he'll be at the table. Uh, there he and is. And then 
Friday, Daniela will be here. We'll be interviewing Atlas, and then Saturday she'll be at our table, um, you know, promoting Monty and the Pharaoh. And then later on that evening, we interview Magnum TA, I think about 5 o'clock, and then Nasty Boys around 6, and then the Orient Express around 7. You guys will be joining me, minus Benny, so I'm looking forward to that. A little bit of controversy coming into the big event. Uh, I'm expecting to get a little heat. First of all, uh, one of the wrestlers threatened me physically this week on Busted Open Radio. (laughs) Said if he sees me personally, he's going to slap me. Um, You're a horrible person. I'm a horrible person. You are. I'm a a bottom bottom feeder. Um, But a great guest. Thank you. Yeah, a phenomenal interview, man. Uh, Also, we have the guy from Vegas who claims that he'll be sending his group of guys to to make me some sign some kind of contract for a boxing match. <laughs> so who knows if uh, that's yeah. going to happen. Oh, but I then most recently, so guys. again, for people that may not understand, and I know you guys do, when we go to these events, and by the way, um, Phil, when Dan Marotti was still with us and he ran those events, did he have vendors or was it just him? It was usually just it was it was just him, I think, for the most part. Anyway, yeah, it was all contained, self-contained. So that that was like the old school mentality that one promoter yeah. would bring in a bunch of guys, and that's it. Yeah. But eventually, it went out to like each vendor would bring their own guys, which would build this entire thing. And the guy running the event charges them for the tables, and then usually yeah. the guy running the event will pay for one really big star to be there. The yeah. big event has grown to a point where they're bringing, like, I don't even know how much money they're spending, right? They got the 86 <laughs> Mets there, Rhea Ripley, wow. Mandy Rose, the Bella Twins. I mean, mm. you know, it's... Dennis uh, Rodman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the list is huge. <laughs> but, like I said, each promoter... So, recently, as much as yesterday... um, there was a legal notice, and I'm going to read this to you guys, sent out by an uh, independent wrestling federation um, called the Goddesses of Wrestling. Again, I don't know how true it is. I'm just going to read it. This guy is going to be a vendor on Saturday, and I wanted you guys to weigh in on it. Hello, Goddesses Universe. I am William Fetsky, owner of the Goddess of War Wrestling Entertainment, LLC. I am the sole owner and operator and promoter of this New Jersey legal business. Kevin Naster, this is the vendor um, in question, is not a promoter of this brand. He is subcontracted and appointed as a booker and a story writer for the goddess's brand for me. I am making only one statement about recent allegations against Kevin Nasta and was advised by my attorney to do so. So by me reading this, I am not claiming that I know anything about any wrongdoings. I'm not claiming anybody has any wrongdoings. I'm reading this statement from this organization that he put out publicly so this is a disclaimer. If you ever want to throw up disclaimer on there for me, uh, Jared, that'd be great. I am not claiming anything. I am sharing with my co-host the statement, and I'm going to ask them to weigh in. So I was advised by my attorney to do so. Yes, I do have an attorney to protect my business and myself at all times. We take allegations like sexual misconduct and sexual predator allegations said against Kevin Astor very seriously and take actions accordingly by New Jersey state law. Our number one priority, whoops, hang in there, guys. Ah, hold on. Is the safety of everyone involved, from female talent to the wrestling fans and their family. At this time, the Goddess of War Wrestling Entertainment, LLC, has parted ways with Kevin Nasta. We have severed ties with his business, Damage 365. 
I am pushing for criminal investigation by law enforcement. Yada, 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 yada. Uh, if Kevin Nasta is guilty of these accusations, I support prosecution to the fullest and extent of law and will co cooperate with law enforcement, whatever they need to assist on. Um, and basically he says, thank you. Another agent sent me a message, being that we are the number one pro wrestling broadcast. Hey, bro. Due to these allegations, and this is from Richie Sorrentino for Sorrentino Promotions, currently going around with his talent and staff, right? So the allegations is by the talent, meaning the wrestlers that Damage 365 brings in. Does anyone know who's on that roster? Well, I will I will tell you. Thunder Rosa. Um, I don't know. Anyway, I can look yeah. it up. Um, due to the allegations current going around his talent and staff, there may be uh, avoid feeling uncomfortable. I feel that the big event should withdraw him from the event on Saturday. So here's my thought. Here's my question, guys. Being that there's allegations out there, not proven at this point, um, they seem to have some solid information now. Should the big event be knocking this agent out and keeping him off this show? Yes. If well, that, if if it's just allegation, if it's unsubstantiated, no. But it seems to be pretty substantiated, so yes. And let's let's face it; those wrestlers choose who's representing them at these events. There's a lot of options for who to represent them. Benny? Yeah, I, I mean, I did some funny things. I typed in uh, on my Facebook, on my phone, Kevin Nasta. I guess today's his birthday, so not so happy birthday to the guy. But, <laughs> um, you, I mean, until the, the shroud of, of controversy, you know, is gone, you can't have the guy there. No, they, they absolutely have to keep him out of that show until, you know, I mean, Nobody's alleging anything about any of us. Once you these allegations, I'm sure, you know, not not that they're all true, but there's got to be something there. And you know, if, if if it's proven false, then we apologize to the guy, and I'll be on the next one. But um, you know, I I, just, I I would say keep the guy off the show. Phil, yeah, it's tough because again. These are allegations, you know, and, and it's quite easy to do. And, you know, it, in this day and age and the, the Me Too movement and everything else, you know, we have to uh, be as, as careful as possible, I guess, you know. Unless you're a politician in some high office, you know, you're, you're sadly going to be, uh, you're going to be almost considered guilty, at least when it comes to the safety of those surrounding you. So... You know, I, I mean, it's a public event. There are going to be people everywhere, cameras, you know, capturing everything. So I don't know what this person could do in this situation anyway. But, um, yeah, sadly, for the, just for, I think for the overall liability, it, it, if these people know it already, you know, if the, if the people in charge of this event are aware of this, then sadly the onus is on them to to um, send these people away. So it's a sad situation, no matter how you look at it. So I'm just looking at the big event page, and I'm looking at vendor guest. Um, from what I understand, this said promoter usually only works with women talent. Guys Red weigh flag. in on this. You're a woman talent. Obviously, you're going to hear the allegations. By the way, he has a person by the name of Courtney Rush and Izzy Marino. Do you guys know these people? No. Okay. I don't know them. So Courtney Rush and Izzy Marino. Can you pull that off up at the big event there? They're females, obviously. They're going to hear about these allegations. Do you think as a female you should back out? Just, again, not saying these are true allegations, but should you back out? 
number one, just in support that you don't support this kind of activity, or number two, for the safety of yourself. No, I go back to what I said. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's a lot of promoters there. How many? How many promoters are at this event, Mike? Uh, it's got to be like twenty, thirty, something like that. By the way, Trish Strat Stratus is there too. I mean, you know, the lineup is insane. Wow. But go ahead, Bruce. No, I, I mean, there, there's plenty of other opportunities for people to get a, to to find a table to sit at to sell autographs. There are lots of options, or you can go like the honky tonk man, uh, you know, away and buy your own table. It's true, Benny. Yeah, yeah, I think you got to play it safe. This is your career, and like I said, you know, our allegations flung around, yes, but you you got to take them seriously because on the odd chance that they're true. And I thought I heard you say something about pedophilia, unless I misheard. I mean, that's something that you, I mean, that's got to be investigated before, you know. Uh, and Not, like I said, not if, to if, defend if, Kevin Nasta, because I don't know him personally. Um, you know, in this agent thing, it's almost like blood in the water, shocks, right? Sharks, right? If, if you get something on someone, you hear something, Everybody jumps on it because if you could eliminate that competition, that's yeah. more money in your pocket, right? The, you, look, well, we it, talked about being worked by wrestlers. The agents will work the hell mm -hmm. out of you too, right? So there's yeah, blood very, in the very, water, very and they're going after this guy now. They're all going after him. I see all the posts. So, I mean, that could be part of the problem too, right? There could be, you know, maybe no misconduct, but if you push the agenda hard enough, you can make something happen. Not saying that's we, the case we, either. We gotta wish. Hey, Mike. Mike, I got one for you. I sent you a video this week of me and Benny It'll, doing stuff that was absolutely, totally out of our, 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 uh, our realm. And what was it created by? AI. And how crazy was it? That's true. Yeah. You know what would be really cool, Mike, though? If, if Chris Hansen shows up at that show <laughs> and, says to, and says to Kevin Nasta, why don't you have a seat? <laughs> How old was Alicia? She said she was 14 and 18. At the kitchen island. <laughs> yeah, I have, right. I have the chat log. You said you were going to bleep. Well, let me put it this way. You know, and Bruce brings up a good point. AI, good God knows what you can do with that stuff. So it's he like. He said by early next year, it's going to be indistinguishable. And, I mean, even that video that I sent you, I mean, my stepmother, who's. Uh, uh, been around me my whole life was laughing her ass off at me speaking Spanish. Hmm. It's crazy. And just think, just the four of us on this video now, if you have that power of AI, you can make us be doing anything. You know, We could be doing yeah. anything right now on video. Scary times. Well, right anyway, when you guys are there, Phil mind. and Bruce, you'll get to meet Kevin Nasta because I'm assuming he's still going to be there. You could go up there. Will you be shaking his hand? I wear a glove. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I would like to thank the band that sings the theme song for Monte to Farrow and Jimmy Farrow, along with his partner, Park Rings, make up the band Wisteria Hall. Wisteria Hall sings such great songs as In My Dreams, This Life, Not Far Behind, Here Comes the Rain. You can find their music on the Wisteria Hall YouTube page. Hit like and subscribe, Spotify, Apple Music, and Reverb Nation. If you didn't know it, you are watching Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty DeFaro. Catch us on the Monty DeFaro YouTube page, Facebook Live page. Hear us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, and Twitch TV. If you're lucky enough to live in New York, catch us on Channel 115 every Tuesday at 9.30 p.m. or Saturday at 11.30 a.m. Channel 20, Tuesday at 7 p.m. We're also on something called the Intuitive Network. That is a new free app. Download it. Get videos, comedy, whatever. It's I-N-2-I-T-I-V-E Network. We'll be right back with my co-host where we went 47 minutes of non-wrestling talk, which is amazing yeah. in itself. Nice. We'll be back after this commercial break with these three wonderful hosts, Bruce from ESO, Phil DeCessere from Boston, and Benny from Dan and Benny in the Ring. We'll be back in a moment.
right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. All right, guys, subject of the day. The worst couples in professional wrestling. Feel free to disagree with this list. You may think they're a wonderful couple. So at number 10, Booker T and Charmel. WWE using real-life couple of Booker T and Charmel on screen. Saw them each benefiting in their career. Booker winning King of the Ring and being renamed King Booker. Saw Queen Charmel at his side. What do you think of this couple, gent? Well, I love Booker. Definitely. <laughs> and uh, Charmel definitely got the rub from him. Um the king and queen thing kind of ran its course with me, though. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty pretty lukewarm with them, I'd say. Anyway, what I can do you guys tell you think? this was my my point of not watching WWE. This is when it was really starting to get geared towards that total PG era. Um, there was nothing exciting happening. It wasn't fun. It wasn't exciting. I at this point took a break from from wrestling. I, I couldn't stand that that angle. So sorry, Queen Charmel has no business being a Hall of Famer. Um, Booker T does. My Booker T is amazing. Yeah, Charmel has no business being in the industry. Period. Is that 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 uh, the dancer in you know the backup dancer for what in WCW when they had that thing? Nitro girls. Otherwise, yeah. no. Sorry. Yeah, Nitro girls. That was it. But no, otherwise no, no. Period. No, she had no business being in, being there, and she has no business being a Hall of Famer. Benny, how do you how do you have a Charmel as a Hall of Famer when you don't have Ivan Koloff? Somebody somebody try to explain that to me. But you know, I'll I'll, I'll explain team. it. I'll fight this one to the end of the day. Not particularly with Charmel, but you know. I had this argument with Jimmy. Stacy Keebler, I'm sorry, meant more to wrestling than Ivan Koloff. Uh, it, 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 I hate to say it. She brought more attention to wrestling than Ivan Koloff ever would. Feel Only free to argue with me, guys. Only because of the day. Could you um, if Ivan Koloff, Bruno San Martino would have had the ability to be promoted like it would be today? No, absolutely not. I mean, come on. It's Stacy Keebler. Ivan Koloff, Ivan Koloff scored the most significant victory in the history of professional wrestling. He pinned Bruno San Martino in the middle of the ring after an almost eight-year title reign. I mean, people, I mean, everybody remembers that. You know, Bruno said that he thought he had hearing damage because the garden was so silent. And it was because people were just absolutely stunned, followed by many, many thousands of people sobbing because their hero, their idol, had, had lost the championship. That's how much it, it meant to these people. I, I, how can you compare that to a long pair of legs? Really? I mean... If you if we're going to compare wrestling yeah, I, to, I like to the legs ass, I mean, I mean, great legs. I mean, don't get me wrong, but yeah, I mean, Ivan Koloff, come on, that that's that's a sin. But Booker T, Harlem Heat, absolutely one of my favorites. King Booker and and Charmel Helma. Phil, what about the, the my comments? That... Keebler or Koloff? Well, George Clooney did have a man crush on Ivan Koloff at one point, so I can see where they'd be on equal footing. Very good. But, um, and I do think if Stacy did the knee drop on Bruno, that he'd kick out. So he, she would have changed the Probably. course of wrestling there, Look, too. So. I understand but, what I, Koloff means to wrestling. But to shit on Keebler being in the Hall of Fame, to me, is a mistake. She brought lots of attention to pro wrestling, much more than Ivan Koloff did. No, nobody's shitting on her being in. The problem is the exclusion, is Koloff not being in. So Nobody's encouraging her being in. It's, it's ridiculous that somebody of that stature is not included in the Hall of Fame. Well, do you think that it should champion. be forgiven that Ivan Koloff held up Vince McMahon Sr. for money? I mean, sooner or later, so you have to pay there. for your What's sins, it? right? Uh, I, I, 
Jeff you know, Jarrett I mean, held, held Vince How up. many of these guys but, did did stuff? I mean, look, Warrior held up McMahon Jr. for tons of money. Probably a lot more than Koloff held, held Senior up, but, but Warrior made the Hall of Fame. So it's, it's you know. It's I, but I think with Junior, when I think with Junior, it be, go ahead, Phil, sorry. Phil, no, that's ahead. all right. I, I had heard that Koloff held up uh, Vince Senior. Get this: this is 1971, mind you, but for eighty thousand dollars. Okay, for him that and Superstar Graham, him and Graham. Yeah, and Koloff supposedly put the cash in his boot before he went out there too. You know those big boots. I don't know if I. I don't know if he could. I don't know if he could fit eighty thousand into a. He did have big boots, but you know. I'd like to try. But uh, and I think that's the reason why he's uh, he's not in David right Grimm now. And and Benny brought up the <laughs> Ultimate Warrior, right? He brought up the Ultimate Warrior. Junior decided to forgive Ultimate Warrior. It was a sin against himself. He decided to let it go. I think when it comes to your father, you don't know how that might have affected that family, how it might have affected Senior, and Junior might have said, "You know what? I'm just not forgiving it." I also think that Junior wanted to have very little to do with the the, the men that, that built the company before he bought it. That's just my opinion. How, how strong of a boss is Vince McMahon to be able to overlook how many times he got you know, talked about or shunned by these wrestlers and still shook their hands and brought them back into the fold? I mean, because, that guy is... Because, that guy Bruce, really is. Bruce, money changes everything. I, I, okay. I mean, yeah, but you have to... You have it's to a new opera song. It's friends, it's it. show business. What's that, Benny? You got to give him the respect I said it's for that. not show friends, it's show business. Right, and if you're going to no, make I, him I, money, he's going to forgive it. But I think what you no, said, I, Benny, he didn't want to... Was it you that said that he didn't want to work with the older senior guys? I, I think that he, he preferred to put his focus on... The, the stars that he created, because even now, like when they induct, like if they would induct the Spiros Arion now, or one of those guys, they, they have that legacy thing, and they, it's like they throw them a, a little crumb, be, whereas, be, you know, like a, a Because a unfortunately guy, for the four of us, and maybe some of the family out there, they're not playing to us anymore. So to bring in, to bring in an Antonio Inoki... Do you think the modern-day wrestling fan really knows who Antonio Inoki is? So how no, are you bringing attention to your Hall of Fame and having people buy tickets and tuning in if you're just going to bring these older stars? No one knows yeah, who mean, they are except us. I'm, I'm guilty of being a purist at the expense of money, and you're absolutely right. You brought it back home. It's, you know, it's, not, it's never the storyline. It's always the bottom line, and that's what really counts. These people, these owners are, they don't give a shit about what we think or how we feel. They're there, and, and rightly so. I mean, even the Yankees, my beloved Yankees, you know, they're not going to really make many changes, even though the Yankees suck this year, because the Yankees made a shitload of money. As long as the Yankees make a shitload of money every year, they have no incentive to change. Look what happened when they went with George Costanza's suggestion for cotton uniforms. <laughs> right. Exactly. There you go. And you know, Phil, you're aging yourself because I guarantee no one knows what they're talking about right now. Yeah, <laughs> <I know. laughs> okay. All right, I'm, I'm going to pick some of the list because we're it? running a little long in the tooth right now. Um, John Cena, Nikki Bella. Ugh. That was the worst off-screen couple. Um, I saw more of their off-screen stuff through uh, that Diva show that they had on E. I wasn't a big wrestling fan at that point. I was kind of, you know, a little bit distance. And oh god, that was horrible. And then it went up to the engagement, and then the, the non-engagement, and w whatever. No, done. At that point, they were everywhere. You were getting them shoved down your face. Can't stand right. them. Yeah, one of the worst matches I've ever seen, and this is all I want to say about it, one of the worst matches I've ever seen is Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella. And and Ronda had to make Nikki look competitive, and it just, it really turned me off. It was, you know, because, I mean, here's, here's, you know, anybody with an IQ more than a hard-boiled egg knows that Ronda Rousey can squash this girl in, you know, one-eighth of a second. And here they're having this competitive match, and, yeah, I just. By the, that, by the way, I was there Evolution. live for that card, the old woman's card at the Coliseum. The 
That Rousey Bella match was pretty damn good. I gotta be honest. I I I marked out at that. It's a good shot right there. It is. All right, next list. Who's up next? Lana and Rusev. Phil, I like the WWE. I I the 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 Rusev Day thing, and they had what Aiden English for a while. Uh, I I liked it. I enjoyed it. I. I think uh, I, I think he was underutilized. He got this huge push initially. Didn't he go over Cena at one point? In the beginning, and he used yeah. to have a first name too back in the day, Alexander. Yeah, right. Rousseff, and, and, if you recall. Exactly, and, and he just just slowly they just they phased him out. And I mean, he really hasn't done much in I, AEW, but in, she, in, in WWE, I enjoyed them. Yes, she, she I, brought I a, she brought a sex appeal. Absolutely. Good. Good. I caught the end of their run in WWE. I, I didn't see the beginning. It was when I was coming back into wrestling. And I have to tell you, he seemed very dry. He seemed to have the wrong gimmick. Um, they they were not a great couple. <laughs> they definitely deserve their place on the worst couples in wrestling. Well, I like the fact that he had a real Russian accent or, or whatever it was, and she didn't. <laughs> and it was very <laughs> No, apparent. I just think I caught him out. I caught them at the wrong time. I think if I would have caught them earlier, I maybe would have appreciated them more. But at that point, he was already done. All right. Tyson Kidd and Natalia. Oh. They're still together. They and are. That, and that says, okay. says a lot, too. And, you know, and she saw him through his broken neck, which I guess, I mean, that injury could have been fatal. I mean, it almost should have been from what I've seen and what I've heard from him. He should have basically died on the spot there. But again, due to his conditioning, his thickly muscled neck, he uh, not only that, he, he is fully mobile and uh, no paralysis, nothing whatsoever. And, and smartly, he's staying away from, from ever competing again. But uh, it just seems like a nice, I mean, a, a perfect uh, wrestling couple with a great wrestling pedigree with them both. And uh, Phil, do you, you think know, Natalia is getting better looking as she gets oh, older? Oh, she's awesome. I really, I, I think not only is a talent in the ring, as a performer, as uh, everything, um, yeah, she definitely, she's she ages well, and she's, yeah, there, she's definitely very underrated, I'd say. All right, next up, Naomi and Jimmy Uso. Bruce, I, I actually don't have. I don't really have an issue with this one. Uh, uh, and you have to kind of respect that at this point. You know, Naomi's had their issues. Jimmy hasn't. Naomi's had her issues with WWE, but it hasn't affected Jimmy's career because, if anything, when she walked out on WWE was the point of where he's gotten his biggest push into the bloodline. Um, don't necessarily consider them. You know, I don't think they would be great on screen together, but. You know, they, they are what they are. And by the way, she's at the big event this Saturday, too. I oh, feel me. the WWE is missing the boat. If they could bring her back and have her join the bloodline. Absolutely. Um, could be really right. good to the storyline. One thing I did want to bring up, um, in Totabella's, it seemed like Rikishi had a problem with uh, Jay marrying Naomi, if you remember that. Didn't know that. What was uh, his yeah. grievance? I think his grievance is that she wasn't of the same ethnicity uh, as his yeah. son. I mean, they don't uh, come out and say it, but you could tell he wasn't happy. Wanted the bottom line, as long as they're happy, that's all yeah. that really counts. No, absolutely. But I'm just, you know, I thought it was, yeah. again, when it comes to these shows, you don't know if it's made up. They tell you to do something. Who the hell knows? Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch. Well, who Overrated. wears the pants in that family? <laughs> okay, they uh, take their fashion uh, cues from Lady Gaga. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I, I don't get them. I, I think. Seth Rollins is overrated. He's a great performer, whatever. And I'm amazed at the pop he gets. Becky Lynch, same thing. She's the man, whatever. I may not be a big fan of them, but for some reason they have something with these fans that brings them to that next level. 
I, I don't get it. To me, they seem like they're a happy couple. I don't know why. They just give me that feeling. I think they're weird. Oh, thank you, Bruce. <laughs> Good comment. All right, next up, Edge and Beth Phoenix. Great couple. Very, I mean, by all accounts, very normal couple. They have kids. They seem like very, very happy together. I mean, how can anybody find fault with these two? No problem. Just retire. <laughs> yeah, that, that part, yes. I mean, yeah, retire, though. Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. Oof. I like that. I, think settled. I have that same feeling. Something's wrong she when a guy settled. doesn't watch TV. I mean, I don't know how you can live your life without TV. He doesn't? No. Wow. He's uh, and he's, Mr. Natural. he's vegan cupcakes. There's something wrong with you. If you're going to eat a cupcake, I mean, go go full board. And you know Bree really doesn't want to live that lifestyle. I don't even understand why. You know, one of the great scenes is when Cena, and again, we're talking about total Bellas again, but when Cena goes to the house and he can't believe they live in that house, he's like, get me back to my mansion. <laughs> <laughs> right, in my 83 cars. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Very funny. All right, here's my power couple, Miz and Maurice. Great couple. Yeah. What, what can you say bad about them? They, they, you know. All right, well, let me – I'm, I'm, I'm going to run a question to you guys, right? And I understand that it's an age of social media. Maurice, beautiful woman, right? I don't think anyone's going to argue that, right? Miz is lucky to have her. But as a man, when you marry someone and there's a video out there of her 69ing some guy, it's like, how Whoa. do you get over that? that that's I, I did not know that. I Phil, you learn, look at this. You learn, Phil's going to be looking it up the minute we get off the show. I'm going to have to take a break. Right, yeah. Mike, <laughs> Mike you, can you send me the link? I was going to say, send us all the link after the show. Is he, is, he, is he a wrestler? I have no idea. You don't see that part of him. <laughs> if they reverse it, is it a 96? The, act, the actual video is her meeting some joke. guy in an airport, right? They hug. You don't really see the guy, and then it goes to the hotel room where obviously he set up a camera and set her up, right? But I'm just thinking to myself, like, how does a, like, a guy get over that? Like, first of all, she's gorgeous, so it could be jealousy there. Not that it, the Miz would be jealous, but, you know, it's kind it of rough. AI, is it? What's that? It isn't AI. This came up before AI. <laughs> this is way before AI. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Can't use that excuse. Wow, we're going to blame AI on everything now. Wow. No, I know. It's, well, it's exactly. pre-Miz, though, right, Mike? Started, it is pre-Miz. It is pre-Miz, yes. And what are you going to do? I mean, everybody's, you know, you meet somebody, that, you know, they have baggage. They have a history. Well, but let me ask yeah, but it's like I understand his baggage. But like, like Paige, for example, right? It's like that's a oh, lot yeah. of baggage exactly. for a partner to take on. That video is I mean, rough. It's pretty bad. Yeah. It it's like they're passing the they're passing a hamburger around or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, let me ask you oh, this, yeah. Phil. Would you date that a girl that had a video out there like that? Ah. I'm putting Phil on the spot Maybe. tonight. <laughs> Hell yeah, for a couple of days, absolutely. Fuck yeah. I'm, I'm going. I'm going. No, I'll take it. But yeah, I, I might decline. I might decline. That would be all that would be going through my head. My public statement is I'll decline. My private statement might yeah. be something different. <laughs> there you go. All right, our final couple before we call it a night: Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. The Triple King H and the Princess. married up. What's that? Triple Bruce? H definitely married up. He married smart. I mean, great they job, were married man. for 20-year 20, 20 marriage and three beautiful kids. What can you say? Triple H, the, the richest wrestler ever. 
I honestly think that Stephanie was brought up with really good morals, and I think same with Triple H. I think they're a good couple. I Absolutely. do. If I had to guess, they're probably both A personalities, and I think there's probably a lot of arguing going on there for some reason. I, just my guess. Yeah. Neither one of them would, would be what you would consider docile, so I would agree with you on that. You know, in fact, I've heard that they were going to get divorced a few times. And again, everybody gets divorced. I get it. But, um, but And everybody argues. I mean. It, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, if I had to judge, of all those, of all those couples I named, obviously, uh, Cena and Nikki aren't together anymore. Um, of those couples, which one do you think gets along the best? Ooh. Booker and Charmel. Ooh. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Phil? Yeah, maybe. They've been out of the spotlight for a while, probably more so. Yeah. Standing the test of time. I'm going to I'm going to yeah. agree with you. I think it's a four-way agreement here. I think that couple gets along. I think Booker T is a really good guy and I think Charmel's really yes. got a class act. Yep. Not saying the others aren't. I just say if you had to judge which was the best couple to get along, that would be them. All right, guys. Yeah. I want to thank you for joining the show. Let's talk about Saturday and Friday first. Tony Atlas in studio this Friday. Um, Tony's been gone for quite a while. When's the last time Tony's been on the show? Over a year and a half ago, right? Oh, it's been a while. Yeah. I think uh, I think Marathi was still with us at the time he was in studio. Probably, yeah. yeah, yeah, or he had just passed, yeah. And then we have the big event uh, starting at ten o'clock on Saturday, where Monty yeah, and will be represented there. I'm very excited. Phil will be coming down from Boston, ESO from upstate yep. New York, um, and the show ends about. Three, we'll be back in studio at 5 and around 4.35. Magnum TA will be in studio for a great interview. I'm looking yes. forward to that. Then we'll Can't have the that. Nasty Boys. And then I think Bruce and Phil are going to take over for the final leg, and they're going to be the ones to interview the Orient Express. Are you guys excited for that? Absolutely. Most definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, Will you guys be able to get along like Booker T and Charmel? Uh, I don't know about that. Depends if Phil pulls out that foreign object. <laughs> I really look forward to you guys coming down. Phil, I'm looking forward to meeting you in person. Uh, like right I back said, at you, man. Danielle, dedicated to the show. She's coming. So it's, awesome. it's, it's going to be a great time. I'm looking forward to it. And let's not forget about Sunday. Sunday, I have cheerleader Melissa in, in the morning, and then Paul London. So uh, you know we've got a wow. we've, we've got our plate full with a lot of people. Should be very very exciting. If I had to ask you guys before we go, what question would you ask the nasty boys? Ooh, Benny, you start. That's a tough one. Did you use any roll-on before you did pity sit? I was going to say that. <laughs> oh, I was gonna, you're such a smart guy. Oh, my Lord. I was going to say that. How about oh, you, Bruce? Great. Oh, I would look to more, more of where they broke in because somehow they broke in in that, like, 85, 86 era in AWA. And what brought them into that Vern, the Vern Gagne, Minnesota area versus some of the other areas out there? Um. I think they explained that the last time they were in studio. Well, I, I remember didn't see right. that interview, though. Of course you didn't. Damn, Bruce, <laughs> you don't support us. Anyway, I want to thank everybody for yeah, joining us on Thursday. You. We'll see you tomorrow <laughs> with the great Tony Atlas in studio. I wonder what I'm going to ask Tony. I think I might go Von Eric heavy since the claw is coming out. All right, guys. Thanks again for being on the show. I will see you on Saturday. Awesome. Send Have us out, night, Benny. I'll be back next week to recapture my gold. No, that's not what I was looking for. I was looking for this. Thank you for joining Long Island's number one pro wrestling and broadcast. We love you all. See you next week. We'll okay, see you tomorrow. Training, we'll see you tomorrow. See ya.